The Pasuk in Mishpatim, it says as follows, Hashem's talking to me and you, Mo, and Hashem says, V'ger lo silchatz. In Eretz Yisrael, lachatz is like pressure. Ezel lachatz. Is that how to say? Like pressure, like, Ezel lachatz. What, like pressure? So it says, Ger lo silchatz. Don't pressure Gehera's uncle was touched the word silchatz. How do you think art scroll? Somebody guess what would art scroll translate silchats? What? Oppress. Nice one. To like oppress. Very good. Gerloy silchats. Don't oppress. To pressure or bother. That's a good word. Should we see how art scroll translate? Does anybody have art scroll in front of them? Of Gimel. Oh, you have one there? Could you, what is it? How do they translate silchats? But here you're not forcing to do anything. You're pressuring it. But oppress. You're not oppressed. That's what coercion means. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can hear that. Coercion usually is like, yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. So, Ephraim, you machavan tart scroll. So it says, Gerloy silchats. Don't pressure or bother. Or in Ephraim, where it's oppress a ger, a foreigner. Va'atem yedatem is never you know the soul of a ger, kiger meyisem beretz mitzrayim. It's familiar to you. You were gerim in mitzrayim. Now Hashem's talking to you and I, and says to us in iser daraisa to bother a foreigner. And Hashem says you're the one who should understand them. It's in you. Atem yedatem is nefesh You know the ger, kiger meyisem. You were gerim in eretz mitzrayim. Now that's an incredible thing to say to you and I. Maybe I don't feel that anymore. That was a long time ago we were Gerim in Mitzrayim. Who said that lives with me? Who said that is with me? And yet Hashem is made. It's a fact. Yeah. If you if you are bad to Gerim, if you are bad to Gerim, you are you're 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 fighting something that's within you. It's within us. Atem yedatem es nevashager. A yid is very, it feels familiar. Atem yedatem es. Kegeir ma yisim beretz Mitzrayim. You were gerim in Mitzrayim. So there's something here the Torah is telling us, Bini, is that we, we recognize the ger. It feels familiar, the foreigner, the ger, because we had, all had that experience. We were gerim in Eretz Mitzrayim. At the formation of our people, we were foreigners. And that was a long time ago. But of course, the father gives that to his son, who gives it to his son, who gives it to his son. I was talking about, I met with a, a man last night for three hours, a very special Yid. He had a certain intensity to him. And I was describing, he asked what he could do for his son. And I said, work on your own intensity. So he said, where does that play out in my son? I said, I don't want to do it your son. I'm talking about when you're alone in the room. We're in the room now. You're intense. I told him, if you could become calmer, that's what you could do for your son. You have an intensity, a heaviness. He said, I speak to you now. I feel a heaviness. You're he- so he's, he's trying to like say, I, with my son, I'm so careful. It goes who you are. goes to your kid. But of course... If a parent has anxiety, so they hand it, even if they're not talking the anxious thoughts to their son, when they talk about supper, the anxiety goes over to the kid. 
thousands of years ago we were Gerim in Mitzrayim, and the Torah says to a Yid, Ger Silchatz. All of us have a chayyav not to oppress the ger, because atem yadatem is nevesh ager. All of us know kager, because we were ger in Mitzrayim, we are built that way. And on some level, simply because our nation started as ger in Mitzrayim, the father, of course, gives that to his son, who gives it to his son, who gives it to his son. And it's in us, it's in us to the point that it can be demanded from us. To actually not to pressure Geirim means that we would have a natural sense of, of camaraderie or kinship or an understanding. We would relate and connect to the Geir because we were Geirim in Mitzrayim. To the point that it's ju- almost natural and it's in us, Geir Leisilchitz. It's almost weird to be mean to the Geir. Adam Yadat, you relate. Geirim are you Simberitz Mitzrayim. You were Geirim in Mitzrayim and that's our experiences, we should be able to easily access that feeling for the ger. So already there's a tremendous chiddush in the Pasuk. Before we say our avayda of what we're supposed to do, the Torah is made that this is a truth that's in us. Atem yadatem. It doesn't say like a job. Work on it. Try to remember you once, Geirim. You know the Nevesh Ager, it's in you, it's in your experiences. You know the Nevesh Ager. Part of us is an appreciation for the foreigner, we have it in us. And it's passed down, father to son, father to son, because at the formation of our people, we were Geirim and Mitzrayim. As such, given just in every conversation, and given from father to son, father to son, is the sense that we can relate and connect to Nefesh Ager, to he who is foreign, to he who is uncomfortable, to he who doesn't feel like a native to this place. And the Torah's mitzvah as such, that you have it in your DNA, as such, ger as such, don't oppress the ger. A girl, a girl told me, she was talking about growing up as a Russian, as, as a Russian in a school that her family were, were, were Russians, and she was talking about getting bullied a lot in school and made fun of, that her families were Russian. And it frustrated me a lot. First of all, the ignorance, the ignorance that so much of our Torah comes by way of Yidin, who were in Russia, is tremendous ignorance. I want to meet the kid now. There's a natural tendency. All of us have a natural tendency to mock and make fun of he who is different. That's a natural tendency. To put down the gear and to push away the gear is a force in us. There's such a force. As much as a force in us, Atam Yadatim is never we also have a teva to push away the, the foreigner. The very mitzvah of Abbas Hager speaks that there's such a force against them. The Torah repeats over and over. Taisus and Kedushin says 36 times the Torah talks about loving Gerim. For sure there's some natural instinct in us to push away the foreigner. But as well there's a part, Atam Yadatam Nesnevashagir. To me it bothers me in, in thought 
there's an ignorance to what's going on. Most of our Torah came by way of Russian Jewry. Between Rabbi Moshe, and most, it's probably fair to say, to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Lubavitch, Nevardik, Rebel Yashav, tremendous amounts of Torah, and the Torah world that we have came by way of Russia, an incredible, maybe I can say most, an incredible amount of Torah passed by way of Russia. But a little bit, it bothers me that we're not teaching our children. They're not teaching our children the history of our people. There's something very, very strange that classmates are making fun of a girl whose family came a little more recently from Russia. Something's not being taught in our homes. I think it's important to teach our kids that we're all a shtickle foreigners. Now, it's geschmack that we feel so comfortable. That's a good feeling. But it might be kedai to teach. My grandfather came in this room here in the mid-1800s. I don't think one of our families was in America. And if somebody is, don't, don't make him say, he'd probably be embarrassed. It's not very common. We're all foreigners. If a guy comes to davening by Elenu and he makes fun of somebody who comes by the Viyayim, it's a little bit strange. You just, you're out of touch with your own story. You just came, buddy. You look at a guy who comes by the Viyayim and make fun. You, you just came by Elenu. It's a little bit weird. I think there's a natural avasager, certainly because we're Geirim. And that's from the start of our people. And there's an obligation, your own situations and things you went through to learn from it, to empathize with those who go through it. If you were a Gary yourself, it's incumbent upon you to take your experience and understand Gary more. You yourself were a Gary. Tap into that. Remember that which you were and understand more. You yourself went through that experience. I have watched, I have watched in yeshiva, and, and, and this, this from my early career in learning, in, in teaching, the first year I taught in yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, and I would watch a kid, I'd watch a kid become very from, flip out if you will, I don't love the word, but I'd watch it there, the kid like become very from, and then I would watch sometimes kid put down other kids who were struggling. And I struggled with that. Like, what are you talking about? You were struggling a few minutes ago. You're the guy you should understand. I don't, there's a certain out of touch with your own story that a minute later after you're doing well, you're not being tolerant, understanding. You were there. You were there. If you don't understand, who do you expect to understand? Tap into your own story. Appreciate your own story. I almost wonder, and I've grappled for a long time, who is that guy? When does this happen? When does that happen? The normal thing to happen, the normal thing to happen if you want struggled and steigt is to be fully supportive of somebody struggling and to be the one who's mechazik and the one who understands. Yet all too often we find the one who struggled ripping the other one after they steigt and knocking. What is that? What is the shirish of that? What causes that? The Torah is mitzavah, you were a ger, so, so appreciate and empathize with the ger. This is what I think, and I'm curious, if Ta'ilum's maskim, I'm curious, this is what I think accounts for the difference. I think so. I think to the guy who appreciates his own journey and accepts his own journey, he's not insecure about his own story. This was my story, and this what happened. It happened, and... and oh, 
maybe even he's even proud of it and accepts it and is, is comfortable with his story, so then it's natural. He understands the next guy. And the fact that he once struggled and the fact that it was difficult and he came to this, that's, that's a wonderful part of who he is. And the struggles that Hashem set him up as, in, set him up in, and his own battles and works and falls to get where he is. He appreciates the entire journey. And when he sees somebody else struggling, cool. But to the guy who doesn't appreciate his journey, that all, there's an insecurity with that part. You're just supposed to be stark. And Good that stuff. he's embarrassed from the journey to Stark. So there'll be an insecurity. Another guy's struggling, struggles bad. It almost brings, he doesn't want anything, he, Badavka doesn't want to remember he once struggled. See, if that guy himself, forget when he's with the other guy, if the guy who's steiging is insecure about his own struggles, so he doesn't want to use his own understanding of the next guy, the next guy hurts him, reminding him of his own struggles. As a matter of fact, he's upset to be the near the next guy. That reminds him of his own struggles, which he's embarrassed about and insecure about. But if he views the ashkach of his story, the whole ashkach of his story was a whole, a, a rags to riches story, a story of process, a story of Hashem putting him through. So then he'll naturally take his own experience and help the next person. I picture this with somebody who was a gear, who was a foreigner at some point in their development. And saw this own fascinating story of coming to a place feeling left out and slowly building up to a place of being comfortable or being part. And then he sees somebody left out. He's like, wow, I remember that part of my story. He remembers it in a beautiful way, that part of my story. I remember the original Gairus, that feeling of being the outsider. And I remember it was very difficult. I remember the whole journey and he's, he's secure and comfortable in his own story. So then he utilizes the hard parts of his story for the betterment of the next guy. That's what the Torah's mitzavos. Not to wipe away and ignore the difficult places of our journey, but to actually utilize it to help somebody else out. That was the first Pasuk I, w- I wanted to start today. I want to I wanna study something else today for a few minutes that's just related to Babakama. Much like we did yesterday, this much, much briefer. Yesterday we did a Tysis with Kishmaka Raid. I want to do much briefer. There's just, there's so many Yesaidas in Parshas Mishpatim. Rai Brownstein and I spoke, Beli Neder, we usually wait later to tell the Yeshiva, we're going to learn Babakam and Yeshiva next year. And, and, I, and I have, I, I, I feel badly that we haven't learned Seydan Ezekiel in a long time in Yeshiva. I've been contending with younger guys struggling, a few, even Yechidim, struggling, my money, his money. And I realize, and it's a taina, that we should learn Baba Kama. We should learn. We should learn more in Ezekiel. The halacha is my money, his money, Mamana Mazik. But in Yeshiva next year, we're going to learn, we're going to learn Baba Kama in Yeshiva. That's my plan. I want guys to learn about, and I want, even if that guy in the dorm doesn't learn Baba Kama, he'll be affected. I want him to, a guy to say good Shabbos to him who's learning Baba Kama. 
who's learning the halacha is of mammon. So believe that that's what we're going to do in yeshiva. If somebody wants to know ready and early, right? With Snick, he's usually the first one who asks me what we're learning next year. So somebody could tell him, Baba Kam, it's going to be next year. Now, I want to study a halacha, a basic halacha. The, the whole... Um, the whole, the whole mishpatim is, is, deals with a lot of sugis that are dealt with in Baba Kama. I want to learn a very, very simple point with the guys. That's an important part of learning Baba Kama. It happens to be this will help you in Kola Tairakula, but specifically it helps a lot in Baba Kama. Let's, let's start like this. We're going to start with the first Mishnah in Baba Kama. If I can learn the first Mishnah and discuss something with the Chevra. Binny, if you could pass the Baba Kama forward from there. Thank you, Binny. Thanks a million, Binny. Thank you, Menachem. Thanks a ton. <coughs> please bear with please bear with me. And the fir- we're learning the first mission of Baba Kama. The Mishnah Baba Kam says, Arba Avais Nezikin. There are four categories that are Avais, that are the main, there are many Toldais, many subcategories, but four types of Maman Amazik. Four types of damaging. Arba Avais Nezikin, four brands of damaging. Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever. Shar, an ox, Bar, a pit, Mave, and Hever. Now, what mave is, is a machlaikis in the Gemara. Shara and mave are vague. Bar is no machlaikis a pit. Hever is no machlaikis as ash, is a fire. A pit and fire are two types of mazikin. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes. Two types of damagings are bar is a pit and, mav, and hever is a fire. What shara and mave is a machlaikis in the Gemara? Rav and Shmuel, Tanashar, Luragloy, and Mava Lashinoi. It could be shar is an animal trampling something, and mav is an animal eating something. That's one mandamar. The other mandamar says shar includes shane and regal, includes both, and mav is adamamazik. Machlaikis in the Gemara. Let's assume that shar is regal. Shar is an animal trampling something. Bar is a pit. We're going to discuss in a couple of minutes. Mave is an animal eating. Shane, Shar Luragli, Mavalashina, and Hever is fire. Four damages. We're going to get to them in a couple of minutes. Now, the Tana wants to know why did Hashem, the Tana wants to, is bothered by a bomb kasha. Why did Hashem have to write four categories of your animals damaging, Mesh? If your animal eats, if your animal tramples, if you dig a pit, is your money, and somebody falls in. You light a fire, is your money, we'll assume, and it goes out and damage. Why did God have to write, for, just say, if you, that which you own damages your chayiv. Why four types, Avi? So says the Tana, because I couldn't learn one from the other. Regal has something that's different than shame. Regal has some chumrah that Shane doesn't have. It has some strength, some reason it should be chayiv that Shane doesn't have. And since it has some reason, so I couldn't have learned Shane from Regal. If God said your animal walks and damages your chayiv, I wouldn't have known that, that Shane is chayiv. 
And I, well, I, I couldn't learn Shane from Regal, I'm Regal from Shane. And both of them, which are alive, I cannot learn Aish from that. And that's what the Tana says. I couldn't learn one from the other. Now, Lemay said this Mishnah, the Tana, the Tana, it is true, I couldn't learn Shane from Regal, I couldn't learn Regal from Shane. I couldn't learn, if I would know your chayiv when your animal tramples and your animal eats, I would not know Aish's chayiv. That's a truth. That's a truth. The only, the problem is that God could have written Regel and Burr and you could have learned all the others out. The Gemara on Hamid Beis and Babakama says that if God said Regel is chayiv and Burr is chayiv, I can learn Shane, I can learn Aish. From Regel and Bar, and really anyone in Bar, I can learn all the others out. So ask the Gemara Hayam at Bez, why did God bother writing all four? To Arbavas Nazikin? Says the Gemara, I would have known your Chayiv. They have unique halachas, Lochas saying, everyone has unique halachas. Regel is Pater Bershus Arabim, Bar is Pater on Kalim. Maveshain pays Mashemenis Bersha Sarabim, Hever Aish, each one as he is put is putter on Tam on that which is hidden. Each one has a unique halacha. And God wrote a whole parish, even though I would have known your chai without it, to tell you a unique halacha relevant to that. Now the problem, Hever, is that you have a Mishnah that's a mistake. The Mishnah didn't say that God wrote all four because they have unique halachas. The Tana wrote, I couldn't learn Shur out of Regal. I couldn't learn Shane out of Regal. And that's why he wrote Shane. That's not why I wrote Shane, because I could learn Shane out of Regal and Burr. So the, there was a Havamina that you couldn't learn one out of the other. And it's true, you can't learn Shane out of Regal, but that's not why Hashem wrote Shane, because you could learn Shane out of Regal and Burr. And the real reason Hashem wrote all them is for their unique halachas. So you have a Tana who set a plan that wasn't a true plan. Why did Tana write this? Answers, Taisus lahagdil terviyadir, to glorify Torah. And the question is, what's he talking about glorifying Torah, to make Torah large and yadir and glory? What's happening? Now, if you didn't follow anything I said till now, please, please listen, hearken up. It won't be necessary for what I'm describing. Please listen well. In learning, in learning, and the Tana, the Mishnah, when he said you can't learn one out of the other, forced us to do something that must be done. You, if anybody here, what is a burr? Avi Weiner, what is a burr? A pit. If you picture a pit when you learn burr, you don't know how to learn Tyra. This affects all areas of Tyra. If you think what a bar is is a pit, Yair, you don't know how to learn Torah. What is Aish? If you picture a fire, you don't know how to learn Torah. Now, you're allowed to picture a fire. I don't want to be dramatic. You could picture it. If you think that's what it is, it's, you're wrong. I'm going to explain. Aish is not a fire. Aish translates as fire. The mazik of Aish is not about a fire. There's plenty of mazikim called Aish. There's nothing to do with... Do you know... You know if you put a stone on top of a building and the wind blows it into somebody, that that's ish? Put a stone on top of a building and the wind blows it off, smacks your roommate in there, that's ish. 
By the way, it could be if you put a bucket of water on top of your roommate's door, he opens the door and it pops him on the head, and you ruin his beautiful shirt, your chayiv may be midin esh. It's possible that's called esh. Discussion. That might be esh. Now, so what is esh? And this is very important. And the first Mishnah Baba Kama was written that to f- clarify, you have to figure out what's the characteristic of regal. Now, the reason the Tana engaged in figuring it out is to figure out why Hashem wrote it. And it ends up there's another reason Hashem had to write it. But along the journey, we were forced to discover what is Aish, what's unique, what's the characteristic of Aish. And it helps clarify what falls into the category of ish. Somebody here tell me what bar is. And don't say a pit, because that's not fundamentally what's bar. What's fundamentally bar, Avram? What's bar? What is the hezek? There are four categories. What's bar, Yaakov? Something that damages without moving. Fantastic. What a bar is, is excellent, excellent, excellent. What a bar is, there's a mazik and a nizik. There's a damager, there's a mazik, and nizik was damaged. Avi, what a bar is, is my thing damaged you, but you used my thing to damage you. You fell in my pit, my, my money did not attack you. You got hurt on my money, my money did not move. What's, that's what a bar is. Now, the pit is one example. My pit sits there innocently chilling, and you fell in my pit. My, my money didn't go out and damage. You use my money to get damaged. If I put in the base medrash, I leave my knapsack in the middle of the floor, and a guy trips and hurts himself. Why you chayiv? What is that? Burr. That's a burr. That's an exact burr. Understand that in learning. When you learn bar, a pit is an example of a type of mazik. And the first Mishnah Baba Kama causes us to clarify the uniqueness of each of the azakim, of what they are. And it forces, in studying, could I learn one from the other? I am forced to examine what they are fundamentally. And that makes a lot of halachic ramifications, what they are, what fits in that category. So the Tana has the discussion. Even though that's not why Hashem had to write it, that's discovered another reason. But in that discussion, tremendous amounts is clarified and learned. And I learn what a bar is. So a bar is a pit mitzad but it's a type of damage. What type of damage, Yosef? What type of damage is bar? It doesn't move. And the nizik utilizes my thing to get damaged. To tell, I want to share Reb Shleim Zalman Orbach with you, an incredible Reb Shleim Zalman Orbach, that is that to me teaches you how to learn Torah, and I want to elaborate. It's going to teach us how to learn Torah. Listen to Reb Shleim Zalman Orbach. Reb Shleim Zalman Orbach lived where? Who just said that? What a man! Shari Chesed, true story. Reb Shleim Zalman Orbach lived in Shari Chesed. In Shari Chesed, there was a makolat. There was a little store that sold stuff. Maishla, listen to Shloyma, listen Go to this. Yisrael, listen to this. It's amazing. In Shari Chesed, there's a makoilet. There's a little store that sells stuff. 
and they had bags of sugar and bags of salt that they sell. You have to see it. it they save a lot of money on packaging, and it makes items cheaper. And the packaging is very simplistic. They literally have a bag of sugar and a bag of salt. This particular, this particular Makolet was selling bags of sugar before Shavuos. And by accident, in some of his bags of sugar, there was salt instead of sugar in the Makolet. The guy was selling sugar and it turned out it was salt. Ladies on Shavuos bought the sugar, what they thought was sugar, is really salt. And they made recipes that called for a cup, two cups, three cups of sugar. And the recipes were rock. You had roast, a good meat recipe, delicious sweet type of sauce, and everybody ate it and almost gagged. It ruined all different meats. Salmon that was supposed to have a cup of sugar, and it didn't taste very good, the salmon, because it had a cup of salt instead. And much meat and fish was damaged. And people came to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach asking, does the storekeeper have to pay? Now certainly as the refund, people got gypped off. They spent $4 for a bag of sugar and didn't get it. So pay back the $4. People wanted to sue him for the meat that was ruined. He ruined my steak, my rice, fiyantiv. He ruined my salmon. Does the storekeeper have to pay for the ruined salmon? Now he did not dump the supposed sugar that was salt into the salmon. The lady did it. But Lemay said the salmon was ruined and they sued the storekeeper to pay for the salmon, to pay for the roast. Is that, what do you, what's the Allah? Yeah, the Shaila asked Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said, maybe. Said Reb Shlomo Zalman Orbach, there's a Taisvist of Zion in Baba Kama. And Taisvist says like this. If you have a bara miskalgel baragle adam, a pit that rolls from the kick of man. Now, if you're a literalist, a man kicks a pit and it rolls. Stop being a literalist. That's not how to learn Torah. A pit is not a. When we say a bar, it's not a pit. Remember, if you put a knapsack, what's the halach if one guy puts a knapsack down in yeshiv? He puts his knapsack next to his next to his chair, right in the middle of the aisle. And another guy kicks it to another place. So it's burr. That's miskalga baragliadam. In the new place, who's chayiv for the damage that it causes? The guy you put it down or the guy you kicked it? Says Taisvis. Chaim. Taisvis If the guy kicks it bikavana with intention, he saw it and he kicked it, he takes over and he's the new digger of the burr. And he's chayiv. If he did it shaloi bikavana without intention, he didn't see it. And he kicks it there. The first guy who puts it down is Chayiv. Bara miskalgel baragle adam shaloi bekavana. The one who puts it down is Chayiv. Said Reb Shlomo Zalman Orbach, the storekeeper who put salt in a sugar bag has just created a burr. The lady who took that and poured it on the salmon is like she kicked it shaloi bekavana. Her husband owns the food. A man owns the food of the house. She is shaloi b'kavana, move the bar to his salmon. So the storekeeper's chayiv, it's bar that rolled shaloi b'kavana. He didn't do anything. But his, his, his steak went into that salt. His steak got damaged with that salt. 
But that salt was only where it was in his house to get damage from his steak. Because the and again, the lady is his shliach took. Remember, the lady putting the steak into that salt or putting the salt of that steak is his shliach. But the bar was only in his house due to the lady, but the lady only unintentionally brought the bar to her house. So Rabbi Shleim Zalman Orbach was Mikhayev the storekeeper to pay. He called it a bara miskalgel beragle adam shaloi bekavanu. In Lamdas, I have cleared this for a long time, and I have a distinction to argue, Rabbi Shleim Zalman. Before we argue, it is a genius to think of that Taisvis. That is, that is, <laughs> that is wild, that Shloim Zalman. And at first, the first thought is how in the world, now I'm, a, I'm, I'm fine that he's a genius, but I want to say that if you learn the right way, that should be natural to do. Because if you are a literalist and you learn bar and you only picture pits, when you have cases, you don't have the ability to fit it in because you don't even know what a bar is. Stop seeing, stop limiting a bar to a pit. And a bar means a pit, but Hashem is describing a mazik that's chayiv. Understand the yisayda dvarim. Understand what's being, but this does not limit it to bar and babakama. Though it's a very good place to learn this lesson. A bar, understand that a pit is a type of damage, as Yaakov Ellen taught us. And the type of damage is a type of damage of something that doesn't attack. It's a mazik that's stationary, that fakert, the nizik used it to get hurt. So picture scenarios. You're supposed to, the chazanish writes to do this when you learn. When you learn Baba Kama, picture scenarios in your own life, relevant scenarios. And then you, the, the law resonates by you. And by the way, when you have Shilas, you've already taken it from the physical case to understand the principle. And you can easier be Madame Milsa La Milsa, compare it to other cases. So I'm not trying to take away from Shlomo Zalman's brilliance because it's, it's he was brilliant. It happens to be, I've heard that he was, happens to be. But I want to say if you learn like this, you can readily, when you have Shilas, fit it in because you visualize practical cases in your life. So understand when we learn the halach of a burr, what's Aish? What's Aish? What's the mazik called Aish? It's a fire. Now it is a fire, but that's not limited to that. What is Aish? Where in your life is Aish? understand something that ruach acheres, that doesn't damage just from you. There's another ruach that comes, it has to be a ruach mitsuya, an expected thing that brings it. I light my fire here, why does it burn there? The wind does it. So anything that has a ruach acheres, what you did alone wouldn't be mazik. An expected thing will happen that will move it, an expected thing. It's a difference in bara mescalga, by the way, by the way, in, in certain cases of something expected, if you put a stone on a roof where it's a very stormy day and the wind's blowing that knocked the stone into somebody, that's classic ish. Because you put it here, a ruach mitsuya that you expect will move it and do damage, that's ish. Where you and something that you expected together damage, that's ish. 
So all of a sudden we have a visual of what Eish is. And this is all the Avais Nezikin. You have to visualize the category of Hezek, what it is. So that's, that's, that's the understanding of all the... What were you saying, Aryeh? Do you know when I went out with my mishpach, with my wife, my father-in-law asked me that. My, he didn't ask neutral. He said, you're learning Baba Kam. And he, he, I was so impressed. There was a question he asked when I came. You're going to get nervous to go on Shaduchim. You're not always asked questions. He was curious. I said, I'm learning Baba Kamba. He said that he was very much wondering about cars, where they fit in. Is that, see, if you take something and whack somebody with a stick, that's Adam Amazik. That's Adam Amazik. Aish is you leave, and then the wind brings it into him. It's funny. He wanted to know a car. That's what you said, neutral. That's what you said, neutral. You put a car in neutral and book, and then it rolls into somebody. Why is that? It's funny. Why? It, it, it's funny. And I want, I want you to know this, Aryeh. There's a manda Amar, and this is very cool. No, no, there's a manda Amar. <laughs> a little bit. There's a, I, want, I want to get to Udi. There's a manda Amar in the Gemara that Eish is Chayev, is, is Adam. Eisha Mishem Chitzav holds that Eish is Adam Amazik. It's very interesting that is it's so different. If I know the wind's going to blow it, maybe that's Adam Amazik. There's a manda Amar Eisha Mishem Chitzav. The Eish is called your arrow. You shoot a gun into somebody. So it's fascinating. It's fascinating to think about. Is that really mum and amazik? There I did something and I know what's going to happen. And there's a man It's called your chetz. And it's not called on the mazik. What were you asking? I was close to someone at something. So Hudi says if you throw something, there's a man It's interesting. That's for sure, Adam. And there's a man So you're asking our Rish brilliantly. Hudi says, I don't understand Rish Lakish. Hudi, what would you say is the difference? Reish Lakish says, but you light a fire and the wind blows it. It's Maman Amazik. It's not Adam Amazik. What is the difference between lighting a fire and the wind burns that house to taking a rock and throwing it into a window? Everybody agrees a rock, bomb it into a window, Adam Amazik. And what's the difference, Hudi? What's the difference? What? The, the answer is that's your kayach. That's your kayachai. And by Aish is not your kayachai. You put a dangerous thing that the wind blew. Now, Biachan holds like Hudi that it is called Adma Mazik. It's called you doing it. Reish says, It's called your mom and it's not called you. Why is it your arrow then? What? Reish holds not that way. Are you asking Arab Yechanan why is it? He says, since you know what's going to happen, that's called your chetz. You shot a chetz. You lighting a fire here and you know the wind's going to blow. That's hey, you set off a chetz. <laughs> so as he says, you're learning about come right now. I'm doing it now already, but I'm. I, what, Fast coming is when we learn Baba Kama. I we're learning Mishpatim. We're learning Mishpatim. I want to learn the parasha with the Chevra. This is all Bar Ish. This is all in the parasha. It's so important to learn Mishpat and to learn the responsibilities of a person. In learning Mishpat, so much is contained about learning my money, his money, the, the responsibilities to pay when my money damages him. 
all these halachas are so precious and important to learn. I was specifically choosing today in learning Burr to get this through our heads and understand, not to see it literal, to get down to the shirish of what, what we talk, what type of mazika Burr is. Daniel, what are you? What's the shayla regarding the car? So what happens? You say if you put a car in neutral, so that's what? That's clar. That's ish. That's clar ish. There's no other tzad. And if you're driving on drive and you sm- somebody smacks into somebody's house, that's what adam amazik. Yeah. It's not kaycha. It's interesting. But that's still called kaycha. That's. So that's called your kayak did it. Your kayak did it. So I hear what you're saying with guns. They're like the explosion. They're tiny. It's not really your kayak, though. You make an explosion. Guys are asking. Interesting. 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 I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, the guys, listen. Yechiel is saying something. There's, there's a kasha that came out here. You light a fire and it goes. That, that lighting of fire goes, why is it like the explosion of a gun, which is not really, throwing something is your kayak. A gun going off is not your kayak. You press this, make an explosion, which shoots that. It's not really your kayak that pushed the thing. Why isn't that? What? Every chetze, that's, it's funny, here there's another step to it. The explosion shoots that out. Kayak kayak. He wants to know that. It's called Kayach Kayachay. It says that's Adam Amazek. If you throw if you throw a rock at a window and the window glass goes into somebody. So that's the Khar Adam Amazek. It's Kayach Kayachay. It's your Kayach. That's a gun. You're saying that's the same thing as a gun. As opposed to an ish that I just created chaos and the chaos. That's what Yechiel is saying this. Rabbi, is insider trading ish? I'll sell you my stock. I'm going to go down 10%. So interesting. Insider trading ish. I'm like I'm like struggling back in my mind. I don't know. After rap, I'm not wrapping my mind around it right now. It's a good question. The second 
There's a Tysefta. The Tysefta has Sakasha. Tysus brings us Tysefta and Babakama on Beis Amin Aleph. It says, If you open a bar or dig a bar and you don't cover it, so it says the owner of the bar has to pay. Ask the Tysefta if you're chayif for opening a bar, you're obviously chayif for digging a bar. I said, you open a bar or dig it, you're chayif. You're chayif for opening it, you're obviously chayif for digging it. Isn't that a Kalvachimer? It's Pashat. So the Tosefta says, we learn from here, Ein Einshin Mammon Menadin. You can't punish Makalvachimer. That's why God had to write it. It's a Shailif by Mammon. There's a rule, Ein Einshin Menadin. That's a Gemara Makas. It's a Shailif, are you Einish Mammon Menadin? Could you learn a Kalvachimer by money? So it says, Ein Einshin Mammon. What do you ask, Nuri? I'm sorry? That's a very good gasha. If who is asking Stark that but yeah, it's all the so if that's why Hashem had a writer, because you're not allowed to learn one from the other. You should have a raya from here that you're minadin just from the fact otherwise that's why Hashem had a writer. This is a sugya. There's a sugya on base of an alpha but I want to know that you're right, Uri. That should be a raya. The reason Hashem had to write all of them. Why isn't it a raya from this Mishnah that you see? You could be Einish Mamim Radin. This is the Achrayim speak on Beis Amin Aleph Babakam. Asugya Beis Hashem. I want to tempt Uri to stay another year, and he stays next year. So we, I think we just pulled him in. Yeah. So it's very, very good point, Uri. There should be a raya from this Mishnah. A very solid raya. Otherwise, we have to, of course, we had to write all them. Oh, so this raid, everybody, what a party. Stay here, stay, come back, and you'll hear. Now, like this, like this, Hebra. Why is it a Kabbalah hoodie? What's the Tosefta saying? If you're Chayyim for opening a bar, certainly Chayyim for digging a bar, Kabbalah Chaymer, Teretz is Einon Shemamanadin. It's not a kavuchaymer. Every time you dig a bar, you've also opened a bar. That's not a. If the Torah says you open a bar, you're chayiv. Every guy who digs a bar opened it as well. So what does it mean? What's the Taisef to answering? See, I, I said that the Gemara asks my cash and the Taisef, and they give different answers. I can't read this print. One second. Let's see. Very small print. One second, one second. Oh. Oh, hey, hey. The Taisefta, Taisefta's Baba Kama Bezam, now the Gemara gives a different answer, which many prove that the Gemara holds your Einish Mamnadin. The Gemara asks the Kasham and Tessa Bez. The Taisefta Taisefta's bring says, Im alapsicha chayv alakriyalai kol shikain. Yechayah for opening a bar, isn't it obviously Yechayah digging? Answers the Taisetu Lamedcha to teach us She'enayin Shemam Menadin That you don't punish from a Kavachaymer Which obviously is obviously a big cash on the Mishnah And that's what Taisetu is asking And he says the Gemara argues But I'm asking something else Even if you don't punish from a Kavachaymer 
If God just said in the Torah for opening a bar, you're chayiv. How do I know you're chayiv for digging one? Because you opened the bar. It's not a kavachayim. Every guy you dug a bar opened the pit. It's not a kalvachayim if I'm chayv for opening one. You're a paiseach of a bar. Granted, the one you built. But you're also, every guy who digs, it's not a kalvachayim. Every guy who digs a it, it is. It's a paiseach of a bar. Every guy who digs a bar opened the bar. That's what you did. You did more also, fine. But you also, if the tyrant just said for opening a bar, you're chayv. How do I know a guy's chayv for digging one? A kalvachayim? He's a paiseach of a bar. So what's a Tosefta saying? You can't punish him a Kalvachimer. I don't need a Kalvachimer. I'm a Paiseach of a bar. You wouldn't call that a Paiseach of a bar? I open, I open my own. I mean, like I open the store. I open the bar. You know? It's not called a Paiseach of a bar. not called the Paiseach of a bird. Maybe you're right. Nobody would call that matters as such and it's not called the Paiseach of Burr. You might be right. It's not called what do you say, Daniel Arya is right? What do you say, Delk? You what? So you say, would be, I, to me it sounds that I would call him a place. I wouldn't say it's a Kalvachimer. You know, the Lashen Gemara and the Lashen Chayzadim, now the Gemara doesn't answer in Ein I wonder, the Gemara, many learn, you have a Raya, the Gemara holds Ein Shemamanadim. The Gemara doesn't answer like the Tosefta. I wonder the Gemara didn't answer like that because not a cow. Even if ain't on Shemam and Adin, that's what the Gemara to say a different answer. And the Gemara, that not because it didn't hold their seventh, because all didn't need a Kalvachim or Yaakov. That's what I wonder. We'll have to learn Baba Kama next year to describe this. But I, I want to, we'll learn, now we're just learning the parish, my friends. But I felt I, I felt to learn this to study. We're learning Mishmat I'm going to study this for a few minutes. I would like to continue on. We're here. We're learning. I want to continue on in Parshas Mishpatim as follows. Listen to this halacha and, and akasha, and, I, and, and, and we'll discuss as follows, Chaim. There's a halacha in, in Mishpatim, a very, very interesting halacha. It's called Babi Machteris. Babi Machteris is a pasuk. Machteris is a guy tunnels his way into a yid's house. Avi, listen to this. Yisrael, listen to this interesting read. In Bimachteris, you, you might say, Aganov, if a thief is tunneling into a yid's house, Vuhuk of a mace, and the owner of the house smacks the, this Ganav. He punches him in the nose and he kills him. Or he shoots him. Ain't lay dumb him. It's not called a murder. When I grew up, there was a guy, Bernard Getz. It was the rage. It was the rage of the time when I was growing up. You could look online, this guy, Bernard Getz. A few people attacked him on a train to try to mug him, and he shot them. He killed them. 
And there were people who were very mad at him that he killed them. They weren't trying to kill him. No, no, it's funny. My, I have a cousin, Uncle Gus. Gus gets. But I looked up. I was curious if Bernard Getz, is he my cousin? We checked up at the time. I don't think he's my cousin, Bernard Getz. He was a very, at the time I looked into it. I, well, my family was curious. I looked, we were curious, Bernard Getz. But Bernard Getz was attacked on a train. By the, I remember they had screwdrivers. They didn't have weapons and they weren't trying to hurt him. They asked him for his money. He took out a gun and he killed them. And it was like very As big raid. Did, was he right? Was he wrong? Some yeah, people exactly. were filming. You killed them. They just were asking for your money. What, how you killed them? Bobby Machter is an amazing Allah, and I'll discuss where Bernard Getz comes in here. A guy is breaking into your house, says the Torah, if you kill him, he has no blood, which means it's not murder. It's not murder. It's not called murder. So not just, it doesn't say you're not Chayim Misa, it's not called murder. Which means you're allowed to shoot him. It's not murder to shoot him. Now why is that so? He's just breaking into your house. Explains Chazal, because if, if you stop him, he is going to be violent with you. That's what a Ganev will do. As such, you don't have to stop him and he's violent, you could just shoot him. That was Bernard Getz, Lahavdul is Tainas, they're coming at me to take my money. What do you want me to stop them? Then they'll be violent. I don't have to wait. That was the Taina that I don't have to wait till they're violent. If they're coming to take my money, bang. You know, like I first fight them, then they get violent. They're coming to take the Allah of Babimachteris, remarkably, is the Tyrus Yairid Lusaif Das. That got, now, is this always true? The, it's not always true, by the way. If your estimation that stopping him, he will not get violent, it is usher to shoot him. You're chayiv misif, you shoot him. It's amazing judgment call. The rule is, it's a judgment call. If you deem that you try to stop him, he'll get violent, you're allowed to shoot him. Because you're not mechoyiv to try, it's amazing, I'm allowed to stop him. Now remember, if I don't stop him, he just takes the money. I have a right to stop him. And since if I stop him, he'll get violent, I'm allowed to shoot him. But let's say you know if you try to stop him, he won't shoot you. It's chayav misa, chas v'shalom to shoot him. So you have to estimate. You have to estimate the guy. It's amazing. You gotta make, it's amazing the tire. You see we're capable. Chayim will ask, let's say I just don't know. That's a good child. What do you do, misafik? It says, misafik, you're allowed to shoot him. But if you know for sure that he wouldn't shoot you, he's just not a violent guy, you know for sure you're not allowed to shoot him and you're misa for shooting him. Now, what's an example? And that's the next pasuk. If the sun shines on him, Chazal say that means that you have a clarity. It's a very interesting expression. The, the pasuk says, if the sun shines on him, dumb him lay, there's, mur- there's blood to him, means it's usher to kill him. It's usher to kill him. It doesn't mean if the sun shines on him. It says Chazal, if it's barur kechama, if it's clear like the sun, that when you stop him, he won't damage you, then damimla, you're, you're a murderer to kill him. An example the Gemara gives is a father breaking into a son's house. If a father breaks into a son's house, is an example, the Gemara says, this son knows the father's obviously in a bad place. He might be a drug addict. He's breaking into his kid's house to steal. He's clearly deranged. 
But the son knows that the father absolutely will never kill him. And even if the son stands up to the father, then Damim Light, absolutely us, sir, to hurt the father. You could stop him, but you can't shoot him. So it has to be an assessment. Now, the example of a father is only an example. There could be other cases, and it, it, it's, it's up to a quick assessment. It's rather amazing that the Allah and Hashem puts a power by us to assess such things. And you have to make an assessment. If the assessment by stopping him is will be violent. Now, if you're misopic, you're allowed to assume will do it. How do I know that? Because of the Pasuk. It says if it's clear, damim lay. So you see that anything less than Zarech Hashemish clarity is ain't lay damim. The only way there's a chiv ritzich, the stam you can assume if you stop him. So if you're unsure, Chaim, so then you're allowed to shoot. If there's any, if you're clear, this guy's not violent. And sometimes he's just clear, he's not a violent guy, then it's Chayiv Misa. You can imagine, I can't even figure in court to prove this seems like incredible. You can imagine the court case riveting how you'd prove this. Were you clear? Weren't you clear? Amazing, the proof of such a thing. But that's the halacha. Forget the proof and making the guy chayiv misa. The halacha is, if it's clear that by stopping him he will not be violent, then dumb him. Then there's a chayiv misa to touch him. Yaakov, yeah. Then there's, then there's dumb him. Like, amazing halacha. If, if, but if it's not clear, then you can assume if you stop him, he'll be violent. Now the example of the Gemara that there's clarity is a father robbing a son. A father robbing a son. The Gemara does not give the example of son loving, robbing a father. Now, by the way, a son robbing a father, some fathers may be certain that the son will not do anything. That's totally possible. You could be certain, stop a robber, you may know the robber, he's not dangerous. He's just not dangerous, and you're comfortable. It might be true. A father robbing a son is the example the Gemara gives that you're certain. Now, by the way, is it possible a guy's scared that the father's so deranged? It's possible. I don't know if the Gemara is saying a father, it's just typical. The normal example when it's clear that he's not going to do anything is a father robbing a son. And what expresses here is that that's the normal example because a father has such a love for a son that he won't, he won't do it. I can't prove this, but it's funny. If a father loves his son, and that's the example, the rule is that like water reflects back, just like water reflects, so are the hearts of man. Just like water reflects yourself, hearts work the way you feel to somebody, they feel back to you. And what I ask then, if a father loves his son to that degree that he's the example of somebody who the son will know he would never hurt me, so then a son should be the same example because love is reflective. If a father loves a son like that, so a son loves the father like that. Yet the Gemara only gives the example of a father to a son, not a son to a father. Now it is true, you could have a son robbing his father where the father knows. But the Gemara's example when it's typically Zarech HaShemesh, that's clear, is a father robbing a son. Which suggests to me that a father loves his son more than a son loves his father. And I ask, how is that possible? The Pasuk in Mishlei says that hearts reflect.
Yes, it's true on a mother as well. Probably didn't give the example. Probably just more likely a father is a robber. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> I, what? Yeah, good call. Good call. He came to kill him, the son. Yeah, good call. Good call. So what happened? That It's reflective. What happened to this? That hearts reflect. And what I just want to say, possibly... Possibly, it's very interesting. The pasuk when it gives the reflection says like water, just like water. Water is not a good example of a reflection. Watch this, watch this. It says el panim, like water. Water is, it should say like a mirror. It should say like a mirror reflects. So is hearts of people. Water is, a, and I want to suggest that water gives some semblance back. It's not the exact reflection. In water, you see it a little murky. A little, so that's hearts of people. If I love somebody, there'll be a love back. Love dafka, the same intensity. It's like water reflects. It will be some reflection back, not with the same intensity. So two hearts reflect. If you like somebody, they'll like you. But love dafka, the same intensity. Yes, Woody? Let's say they don't know. You want to know is this? Is it conscious? You're asking, or is this just? You're saying they'll like me because you like me. I like you. You're saying, is it you like me because I like you? Do I have to know? Who do you wants to know? Do I have to know he likes us? I don't know. Is it like, let's say I don't know, I have a secret admirer. Will I like that guy? The very mitzvah that he likes me, even if, if somehow I can't sense it, it's not an active sense. A heart will like back he who likes him, even if he can't. Is that the Shaila? Like a chayk, so then if it's a chayk, it doesn't have to be. See, if it's logic, you're saying it has to be. I feel you like me, then I like you back. If it's a if it's a chayk, do I have to know he likes me to like him back? What do you say, Aaron? It says kimayim panim al panim, like like water reflects back. Cain labor, it's a hearts of people where. That doesn't have to mean I have to know. Water reflects. That's what happens. So if I like him, he might not even know. He'll like me. When if I like him, no, I'm not asking. You, a father steal from their son, even though you like. I'm not asking if he likes. Why does he steal? I'm just saying. Chazal express lechayra that a father's love of a son is more than a son's love of a father. That's what. 
appears to me to be expressed by Chazal. And I'm asking, how can that be? Kimayim panim al panim. Will the love be the same as the father's love of the son? I was clearing so but I was just clear thank you I was just clearing if we should do that Tysus Hamar Sainacha the whole Indian I was clearing if we should do that the Hebron knows the Archaim HaKadosh is Kasha on this week's Parsha. The Archaim HaKadosh is Kasha. There's a rule in this week's Parsha called Baal of Imai. The rule is if somebody lends me money, if somebody lends me an item, somebody lends me, lends me a car. I'm a shayel, I borrow a car. So the rule is, what is a shayel chayivin? They're all different shaymim. A shayel's chayivin what? What's a shayel? There's a shaymisachar, shaymichinam, and a shayel. A shayel is chayivin which damages? In Pesheya, Gneva Vaveda, and, 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 and even Aynes, he's patr in Mesamach Masmalach. If a guy borrows and it's stolen, he's chayiv. You have to guard it against Gnevis. If I borrow a car and it gets stolen, I have to pay back the guy I borrowed from. My job was to be more diligent and protect it, put it in a garage. Now, let's say I borrow a car, and while I borrowed the car, the guy who lent me the car is also my gardener. And he's working for me at the same time I borrowed the car. I am putter in the payments. That's called balav imai. I do not have to pay for the payments of the car. If you borrow the car and the lender was working for you at the time of the borrowing, it's called balav imai. He was with you. You're putter from damages to the car. All damages. And the borrower. If a borrower borrows something and the lender worked for me at the time I borrowed, it's called Balav Imai, you put it from paying. Yes. Yes, the Archaim HaKadosh, we should all be put from Einshim, from all the things Averis we do, because Hashem, he says, is Balav Imai, he's with us while he lent us our Neshama. The Archaim HaKadosh, in Parshas Meshpatim, asked this Kasha. He says that all of us, it should be begeder ba'alavimai. 
When Hashem puts the Nisham in, He's working for us and with us. And He says it should be Baal Archaim You saw this, Kashayak? You saw that He asked it should be Baal Lavimah. Rabbi, yeah. nowadays, if there's like an issue with like, really like any, any area, would, would, it like, would you listen to like the wallet for like the basis? That's a great question. That's a great question. Ben C wants to know in Dine Mumminus, let's say there's a law of the land. So what happens if we have the law of Torah and, the, and there's the law of the land? What do you do in Dine Mumminus? And in Dine Mumminus, typically the rule is Dino de Machusadina, that the laws of the land are applicable. And we have to follow the laws, Dina de Malchusadina, the laws of the land take effect. There are cases where you have to figure out, Ben, so it's a good shaila where it contradicts what our laws, what the land's mechaivets. I don't know. You could picture cases when Al Pi Halacha a borrower would be responsible, and maybe American law he's not. You, I don't know if a guy's if I borrow your car and it gets stolen. I don't know if the American law is I'm chayiv, but the din Torah is I am. Ben C wants to know what would we follow? Would we say since in the Torah law I'm chayiv, so I have to pay, or if I could, t- but I show in court where I'm potter, how does that work? Well, we have Beza shall be in Eretz We'll only have our law. Yeah, that's that's his shaylin money when it when it contradicts. I have to look into that, Bensi. Very good question. Very very good question. I don't know if it matters if he knows. Unless you hold then, if he doesn't know, the whole svara is, is that you're not mikabel. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That would answer. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I'm not sure. The svara is that he, that, that I, he doesn't expect me to be mikabel the shmiri. He's with me. He'll watch it. He's near his item. I think that's the svara book. Funny, it's a funny gather. I know it is all spoken about. Yeah, it's a good child. Who's? Yeah, that's We got a little taste of Mishpatim, a taste of Babakama. I, 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 think, I think studying Babakama is something that I want to do in Yeshiva. I want people trained, and I want the B'nai Torah trained to think about my money, his money. Both have a value. The chashivas of our money, the importance of his money. 
I feel like I feel I, I should have thought of this a couple of years ago. We have to learn Nizikin in Yeshiva. So today, yesterday, a little bit, Nizikin was discussed and learned. I think that will be an impact on the whole Yeshiva. We discussed our money, his money. I'm tempted to do more, Baba Kama. I, there are other inyanim in the parish that I thought maybe to go over with the guys. Mm-hmm. I wanted 12.30. We, we, we ended up learning other stuff on Shabbos. I wanted to give a shtickle Baba Kama shir. I hope it was enjoyed by the Hever to study a little, a little of Nizik in here. I want to close out before we end Musavad. Bensi has a beautiful song that I want him to share with the Hevra, and then we'll have Mencha and Second Seder.